If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and RJ Selvason. I'd hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions to act like. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson, on Jay Salveson with you here on the Full Court Press. Thanks for joining us on a Monday. Hope you had a good weekend. Certainly a good weekend for Utah State and uh, Aggie fans everywhere. So, good opportunity to kind of break it down what happened over the weekend. Celebrate Utah State and uh, their 3-0 start. The best start that they've had since 1978. And, uh, boy, another great win, another great fourth quarter by the Aggies, and they pull out the victory. Uh, We'll continue to talk about it here on the show and uh, get your reactions to it as well and uh, recap everything else that happened within the Mountain West, throughout the Mountain West over this weekend, both good and not so good, I guess, for the Mountain West and how things went. But I think there's more good than bad. So we'll recap where the Mountain West currently sits and uh, who's receiving votes for their performances so far. 435-339-0321. If you want to join us here on the Full Court Press on our Guild Mortgage text line, uh, if you want to call in, we'll we'll entertain calls too. 435-752-1069. Coming up next hour, we'll ask for those phone calls for uh, somebody who can correctly identify the uh, old gristmill bread and butter play of the game from the Skyview football game last Friday. Uh, and uh, speaking of high school football, we'll recap the standings and the latest RPI rankings for Region 11. So a lot of things to get through today here in the Full Court Press. Not to be left out, we'll also update you on what happened with pick six, who won, who lost, who's owing the other. And uh, Ajay finally, finally coming clean and uh, making good on on uh, losing last week. Took you a full week to get it to me, but uh, it was good. It was a good prize. I appreciate it. You didn't care. Yeah. Chalk, no, you chalk didn't. covered pretzels. You're like, hey, is this for this week? Because <laughs> you lost. You, you gave me two things, which made me wonder, did you know ahead of time that no, you lost twice? No, I just want to freaking reward you. I just wanted to help you, you know, and, and, and a chance to reward you. Like, why am I getting punished for that? all i have you weren't getting punished yeah you were like well it's for this week huh because you're gonna lose this week god you don't know if you're gonna lose this week well you said i did we'll find out together oh we don't need to find out you already said i lost you probably did i mean it's oh okay you know usually how it goes you know it's crap like that Gal. <laughs> um a hell of a game, Eric, Saturday night. That uh <laughs> it's all <laughs> and and I've said this numerous times and I'll, I'll I'll just say it again, but it's almost like when the Aggies are down double digits, they're like, All right, got him right where we want him. Here we go, let's play football now. Let's let's go out there. Uh to be down forty five thirty four to Air Force in the fourth quarter and to come back is really really hard to do because of the way they they utilized the clock but two things stood out to me one the time of possession was not a blowout like I thought it would be 
the time of possession wasn't as um uh what what would the word be one sided yeah there you go thank you as what I would I tended to think it would be and that some of that is on the offensive play calling for Air Force which wasn't great at times they made some really especially late in the third some of the fourth made some really weird calls that just didn't make sense but again you got to give credit to Utah State for making plays and executing when they really had to I was so impressed with them um and uh, I mean, Calvin Tyler Jr. is just coming out of a. I mean, it's it's incredible what he's doing. That run where he bounces it outside and goes 75 to the house was just so impressive. The throw by Peasley um, to Tompkins, and by the way, like when you watch that throw, Peasley doesn't even step up. He kind of stands. It's I want to say flat-footed, but he doesn't even step up. He just chucks that thing, and it's all air to Tompkins, who beats Ethan Erickson, who by the way, his dad is the former coach at Mountain Crest. Um, and Ethan played at Bingham High School and then went to Air Force. Oh, uh, cool. But uh, just such an impressive job by Peasley to come in cold and then execute like that and play the game of his life. Uh, Justin Rice, I don't know what else you want us to say about Justin Rice. He just continues to perform week after week after week. Second week in a row, he's the Mountain West Conference Defensive Player of the Week. That's his fourth overall. He got two last year in the Sun Belt. He's well on his way, in my opinion, to winning Defensive Player of the Year in the Mount West Conference. Um, that is a gritty, gritty Aggie football team. And if you're Boise State, you're you're thinking, man, you can never get comfortable with these guys. And uh, it, it's going to be a heck of a heck of a showdown on Saturday morning. I'm excited for that. You brought up time of possession. Air Force had it basically 34 minutes. Utah State 26. One of the reasons why Air Force didn't have it have a larger discrepancy on the time of possession is because they had what three or four plays that went for 50 yards or more. And a couple of those were scores. So when you can score from 55 yards away, you're not going to be a typical air force offense that chews up yards and clock. So the offense was great for Utah state. They outscored air force. They made some key defensive stands when they needed. But what they gave up offensively should still be a grave concern for Blake Anderson and his staff. You give up 628 yards, 620 yards of offense? I get it. Air Force is different and unique, and that's not what you're going to see every week. You're not going to give up 400 yards on the ground to every opponent that you face. 430. But... I thought Utah State looked good on the interior, but they struggled on the edges. And if you I mean, you get gashed for 50 yards in the middle a couple of times too. Yeah. So well, I, I don't want to make a big deal about it because the defense did what they needed to do at the right moments to secure the victory. They were able to get third down stops, a fourth down stop. Uh, they were able to turn the ball over at critical moments. So the defense, you know, they did what they needed to do in the end to win the game. But they sure gave up a lot in the process. Well, Eric, you <laughs> you got to quit being so harsh on this defense, man. You really do. Uh, well, this is the only game I've been harsh on the defense. So well, don't tell me I've got to stop being harsh on the defense. Well, yeah, I mean, the only time yeah, I've but you're being on harsh on the defense for a rushing team that is like puts on a clinic at running the ball. I mean, again, it's like Stockton and Malone running the pick and roll. 
I mean, you can you can know it's coming, you can see it coming, and you still can't stop it. That's the same thing with this offense with just a lot more intricacies within the offense. A fake fullback dive, hand off to the halfback. Fake halfback dive, run with the option with the quarterback. A fake run, turns into a screen, turns into a, a reverse pitch. There's just so many things going on within that, and it's, I mean, you can play assignment sound football, and sometimes you just get lost, and that happens. And, I mean, and it happened against Air Force. And I'm not saying you expected it to happen, but you knew they were going to get theirs. They were going to gash them for yards at times. That's just, that's what Air Force does. They're so good at doing that. And they have really, and they have a really smart quarterback as well. And that helps when you run that offense. Okay. Uh, and I get all that. But if Utah State doesn't put 49 points on the board, the storyline all weekend is just how much that defense gave up. It's true. Yeah, and it, it, it is true. But what 8798 says, it's hard to judge the defense and the run defense off a week where they played against a very good option team. It is. It's just It's just a really, really sound option run football team. And, I mean, you're, you're trying to ID tag every single guy who could, who's capable of carrying the ball. And in the way they block and the way they, um, they cover gaps really well, it's, I mean, it, it can happen. And you're right. You know, they gave up. Was a forty-five points, right? Forty-nine, forty-five is your final score. Forty-five points, um, four hundred and thirty yards on the ground. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, think about what the defense was giving up because the other two teams before that were just as bad. And but yeah, and you're right. You needed the offense to pull it out and help them, and they were up to the task. Give a lot of credit to Peasley. Give a lot, give a lot of credit to to Calvin Titan to. Uh, uh, Anthony Tucker, I thought Coach Tucker and Coach Anderson, that is huge, huge, you know what, on a fourth and three, right, on your own side of the field to call a shovel oh, pass. Uh, yes. No, it was fourth and six, I'm sorry, I believe. No, it was fourth. Was it fourth and three? Fourth and three. And to call a shovel pass on your own side of the field, if you don't get it, you're in deep doo-doo. And they call a shovel pass, and it gains seven? I believe, or six, uh, on the play, and they end up getting a first down. I mean, just gutsy as all get out. My goodness gracious. And by the way, that defense was probably a little bit tired as well. Um, I, I'm sure they were exhausted. You lose Dominic Tatum, who levels a kid, and then ends up uh, getting injured. And according to Coach Anderson, it looks like he could be out for the year, which is a huge bummer. He was the second-leading tackler on the team. Really physical, tough, aggressive. I love that kid. I love watching him play football. Um, and that's a bummer, but I, I'm not going to really gash the defense for the Saturday night performance. They got stops when they needed to. I mean, they might have gave up 400, 500 something yards, but they got stops when they needed to, and that's what matters to me. Uh, 9952 on our Guild of Mortgage text line. This team's excessive attitude is going to cost a game. Tompkins should have been kicked out of the game for the headbutt and shoved to the head after that long completion in the fourth. Okay, well, their linebacker should have been kicked out of the game for cheap shot and Logan Bonner. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call a spade a spade. Look, and I, I'm not but, gonna fault a, a team for having confidence and attitude. Yeah, yeah. Look, I think last They're playing year, with swagger and yeah, it's and paying I think off. You saw last year what a team can play like when they don't have that swag, that cockiness, that little sense of arrogance, and they got pushed around by everybody. I mean, everybody was pushing them around. Yes. And so to see a little bit of it this year. But you're right. There's a time to show it, and there's a time not to. I think Coach Anderson 
talked about that uh, two weeks ago, I want to say, uh, after the Washington State game when uh, I think Dominic Tatum crushed a kid, stood over him, said something, probably shouldn't have went 15 yards forward. So, um, I, And I think there is some discipline that will, that will be put in place. I don't think Coach Anderson is going to ignore that at all. But at the same time, look, I, I saw an Air Force kid after three easy steps, it could have easily stopped and put a helmet into the back of Logan Bonner. And for the most part, it put him put him out for the game. Um, I was really just, I was so angry about that shot. Oh, it, it was, was just disgusting. cheap, and it, and, it, and it really made me angry. Uh, 2417, Eric. It was against Air Force, Eric. I would bash them if they gave it up through the air. Not against that option offense, though. Um... Okay, uh, but still, uh, they gave up. I, I was tracking this. They gave up uh, nine explosive plays. Uh, I get it's struggling to contain, but nine plays that went for 20 yards or more that defense gave up. Four of those went for 50 yards or more. That uh, Call me crazy. I think that's a concern. That's not a concern Why is that not me. a concern? That's not Your a concern. Your defense gives up nine explosive plays and five, four of them go for 50 yards or more? It doesn't concern Where's your back end? Where's your help? Where's yeah. your assignments? You guys were missing. They weren't communicating right on a few plays. I don't want to... I just I'm defending my position. I'm not trying to de- to bag on Utah State. Yeah, I want to make I that you. very clear. Yeah, yeah, I, don't know. I, I thought you. the defense made some great plays when they needed to most, and the the team as a whole got the win. No, you're right. But you can't tell me that you see a team give up nine explosive plays, four of them for 50 yards or more, and not have some concern. I'm not concerned at all. Not even in the least bit. I'm really not even close to being concerned. So you're not concerned that the secondary whiffed on a couple of wide-open passes, that they didn't communicate on some plays on the going to the edges, or even spying where the ball was, and the guy Air Force gets loose for 50 yards. Not once, not twice, but four times. Yeah, and again, I think there's some, I mean, again, tagging, like ID tagging your guy and who you're supposed to guard. And you can get lost in the mix, too, and I think that happens three or four of those big gashing plays that you were talking about. Uh, 6057, for once I agree with Audrey's opinion over Eric's. <laughs> I don't care how much the D gives up to Air Force as long as we win. And I, and I kind of expected us to have that issue to give up some yards to him. Uh, 9952, Eric texted in. Defense gave up 365 uh, to Washington. 439 to North Dakota. 619 to Air Force. Defense has gaps to fill. It's not a good trend. I mean, come that on. That is going up. I I, I do agree. Uh, five two four two definitely a concern. Ajay out here playing Madden. <laughs> well, so are the Aggies guys playing Madden, right? I mean, you give up forty five points to score forty nine, you still win it. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Two four one seven says he's not concerned as well. And nine nine three six, I agree with Ajay. A dub against Air Force is all that matters. And you're right that the win is what matters. Is absolutely right. But it's what they're able to do in the bend not break kind of thing. I mean, they held. I mean, how many times have we been in the red zone and ended up getting a stop or a turnover? Justin Rice had that pick, which was, by the way, really quick hands because that thing was a bullet. Yes. And he got his hands up there. Uh, they were able to force a couple fumbles as well. Um, 
Yeah, I'm I'm not and look again the explosive plays I kinda saw it coming, not the way that they did. <laughs> I mean there's a couple of times where you just couldn't wrap up. I think the biggest issue for me, Eric, if we're gonna talk about that, is just wrapping up and making the tackle. It's not being lost in assignment, it's just wrapping up and making the tackle. And some of those guys were able to bounce free from those uh, intended wraps and uh, were able to break free for a long play or even a long score. I think we're going to get short up. I think we're going to be okay. Three, four, nine, eight. Eric is right. Explosive plays are a problem. They can flip a game on its head. Number one thing against Air Force is assignment football. Yeah, you're right. Oh, my gosh, against these guys, it is definitely assignment football. But I think you can get lost just because the way they run their offense, I mean, you got guys shifting. I mean, they're moving from left to right. You got another guy crisscrossing. There's an all of a sudden, there's just like it's an open gap that comes out of nowhere. Well, they're hitting everybody. Oh, my gosh. They pop you so hard. They hit everybody. Did you hear the sound effects in that game? Just the heads hitting each other. I mean, that was some physical football on from the Air Force offense to the Aggie defense. But I love the response that the Aggie defense showed and the resiliency. They were out in the field at one point for a long time. There was a, like, what, six-minute, 57-second drive that resulted in a touchdown. I think it was 16 plays of just down-your-throat football. Right, one of the only things that may have saved Utah State is that Air Force did score so quickly in a couple different drives. Amazing. They didn't wear the defense out. Yeah. And then that's another thing. That's a great point you bring up, Eric. In the fourth quarter, guess who did wear down again? Air Force. It wasn't Air Force wearing down Utah State. It was like they found a second wind. They were able to turn it up just one more notch, find that extra little bit of juice, and come out with it and just, I mean, like find a second wind and then go after Air Force. And Air Force was just deadbeat exhausted. Like middle of the fourth, they were done. Well, look, I do want to highlight – you know, we've already pointed out a few things that went really well with defensively. Justin Rice was oh, amazing. You know, 14 tackles. I think that ties a career high that for him. A, yep, yep, it is. Uh, he had the fumble recovery also late in the game that sealed the game for Utah State. He yeah, had the interception. It was a strip fumble. Yeah, he forced it, and then I think uh, Marcus Moore recovered it. Uh, yeah, that's right. He had the forced fumble. But um, there were a couple of times where Utah State had some tackles for loss. And uh, that's really hard to do uh, against Air Force. For some reason, their stats were messed up after the game. Oh, it was a nightmare, dude. And it's still not quite it was, right. But it I know was there were horrible. I know there were a few tackles for loss and a stack, which is really, really hard to do against Air Force. So I have to give the defense credit for the way they were able to get after it and uh, force some things to make them uncomfortable. Um, I have to give the Air Force offensive coordinator some credit for how they. Uh, aired the ball out more than what Utah State had seen on tape. Uh, caught them off guard a little bit. But Utah State made their adjustments. They did. After they made some big pass plays early in the game, they didn't get a whole lot in the passing game later. And then Utah State made them pay for it. What the, was the uh, long Rice completion? Did uh, Daniels have one for like 60? Like It was a play-action play. Yeah, that was like early in the first quarter. Oh, my gosh. That and was he was first score, wide but. open. Yeah, it was. It was a... Uh, Actually, that was to the tight end. Yeah, sorry, I'm I'm just looking here at who that pass was. It was, it was 56 yards from yeah to 59 yards to Micah Davis. No, it was to Kyle Patterson. Nope, on my sheet I have Micah Davis for 56 yards to make it a 17-13 game. Oh no, you're right. That was for the touchdown. My bad. 
No, you're all right. I, there, there's a lot of scoring. Trust me, I get lost too. Um, but I mean, dude, there were some times where they threw it, and I was like, "All right, that was smart." And then there's sometimes where they're throwing, and I'm like, "What the fetch you doing, Calhoun? It's second down. Use the clock. You're up, man." And it just—I mean, it, honestly, it gave the Aggies some life on offense. It was just—it was weird. It was strange. I didn't get it at all. Um, but you know what? Howdy doody. Good on you. I'm glad we beat you. I'm so sick of that guy. <laughs> and, 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 and thank goodness we may not have to face them ever again. We may not have to face those guys ever again. I'm thrilled about it. Why is that? <laughs> uh, Matt Brown is reporting, uh, he's, he used to be a sports uh, nation that, uh, Colorado state and air force would, uh, most likely be the teams, uh, on their way out going to the AAC, Eric. Be Colorado State and Air Force. Air Force, of course, is a service academy, so they'd be in there with Navy. Makes sense. Get it. Don't disagree. Colorado State, I don't know what the fetch is going on there, but you know what? Steve Adazio is not going to probably have a job by the end of the year, so <laughs> we'll be looking for a new coach on their way out maybe as well. Um, but, yeah, I'm so sick of it. I'm so sick of Air Force. We were 1-6, 1-5 in, in our last six games against those guys. We hadn't won in Air Force since 13. Uh, their social media team's cocky, their coach is cocky, their, some of their players are cocky, and you know what? It was good to sh- shut them up. 2417. By the way, in your face, Calhoun. <laughs> I love it. Uh, 9952, yes. if Bonner is healthy, who starts Saturday morning? Bonner. If Bonner is healthy, it's Bonner. Yeah, and... I think that was made clear after he got that hit, came out for a few series was warming up on the sidelines, and Coach Anders was like, all right, get back out there. Let's see if you can go. He couldn't throw. And he, and he couldn't until he pulled him for the rest of the game. But yeah. that right there. He was in pain. Well, besides him starting, obviously, against at, on the road at Air Force, that was your first clue. The second clue that he came back out after being hurt, that he's definitely decided if Bonner's healthy, He's quarterback number one. Yeah, uh, and Coach actually answered that question because I asked him today. I, I had to because someone's got to ask him. But I asked him about it today, and he said, yeah, he's good to go. Uh, well, he'll be good to go by the end of the week. He's, he said he's sore, really, really sore. <laughs> but uh, that he uh, plans on him playing. Uh, he'll be fine. I mean, he's sore. He's really sore. But but by the end of the week, he'll be ready to go. He always is, and he's tough. Saw him this morning. And he said, <clears throat> you know, he's 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 going to be fine. Um, yeah, I disagreed with the call. I think it was clearly late. Uh, I, I submitted it. I don't know what kind of response we'll get, but it it doesn't do a whole lot of good after the fact. Luckily, he's going to be okay. Uh, he'll be sore for a few days, and I would expect by Saturday he'll be he'll be ready to spin it. Barner will start. PZ will play. Barner will start. Right there were. You you could you could see why Coach Anderson said before the game on Saturday there will be times where we will use Peasley because Peasley can stretch a stretch a play. I mean he he was fantastic in relief. Um, and uh, it, whereas Bonner kind of led that fourth quarter rally at Washington State, this time it was Peasley's turn to do that, lead a rally on the road in hostile territory. So I was happy for him just to do that, but Logan Bonner is still your your starting quarterback. Yeah, the way he distributes the ball and slings it all over the place, he's he's your he's your starter. Yeah, he's your starter. And again, that's that's no discredit to Peasley. I think Peasley played phenomenal coming in. Uh, I thought he was wonderful, but uh, Bonner's your guy, and I think that's what they kind of made clear. And uh, 
You'll see Peasley still be involved one way or another. He's still going to get snaps, and that'll probably be the whole. That'll be the case throughout the entire season. By the way, that's just not going to be until tomorrow or next week, two weeks. That's going to be the case throughout the entire season. You'll see Peasley be involved one way or another. One five seven zero Tompkins, number one receiver in the nation stat wise in receiving categories. Absolutely, but you know what? He's yeah, averaging one hundred and fifty three yards a game. We talk about Tompkins because we know what Tompkins is, right? We know what kind of receiver he is, and he's a playmaker, go getter. I love how he high points a ball. I love how he can break through on a route. The, the The route he beat Ethan Erickson on was just phenomenal. It's like he fakes, he jabs at the post, going inside. And then just makes one quick move, and he's gone. And he creates space from Ethan. He's able to make the catch and go for a touchdown. Brandon Bowling is so good right now. I mean, hands, separation from the defensive backs, selling a route. I just love watching Brandon Bowling pray right now. Uh, in fact, they're the first two receivers to have 100 yards plus in back-to-back games since Yossi Mariner did it in 2019. Two really good cats right there, uh, being really great playmakers for the quarterbacks. Well, and that's what this team has. I mean, there's so many playmakers for Logan Bonner or Andrew Peasley to get the ball to. Uh, it was fun to see Carson Terrell out there getting some action as well for the first time. Yeah, this first season. catch is a TD, man. I'm okay with that. Yeah, and then he was the one who got that shovel pass on that fourth down play. Um, so it Sturger looked really good too, stepping in as a tight end until Carson Terrell got some time. So. There's a lot of weapons that that uh, Logan Bonner has to throw to. That yep. makes a huge difference. Brandon Cool, <laughs> Brandon Bowling. Listen to this, Eric. Nine catches for 136 yards, two TDs. His longest was 45. Devin Tompkins, nine catches, 188 yards, one TD. His longest was 72. Justin McGriff, six catches for 60 yards. Sturzer, three for 21. Terrell, two for 22. Derek Wright, John Strin- or John Gentry each had to catch for 16 and 5 respectively. It's just they they find ways to get balls to guys um to be and to spread the field as much as possible and keep the defense honest and put onus on them to have to guard them either on a matchup or even on a man to man. And it just isn't working. If you're gonna guard a man to man, Bonner and Peasley are just gonna eat you alive. If that's what you want to do, you just sell Tompkins on a fake you know inside post route, put him up top, throw it over his head, and you send bowling just on a straight vertical. I mean, they just nobody can stop those two. And then, if you want to go inside to your slot route, by all means, do. It's just, it's so you're right. So many weapons, pick your poison, and yet nobody's been able to stop them so far. It's been really impressive. Well, you know what's why uh, a big reason why Logan Bonner's been able to do this so effectively is because he has time. He's got a clean pocket. That offensive line is doing great. Now, Demetric Aliafua did go down. He did get hurt. Don't know the extent of his injury. But um, that offensive line has done really well for Utah State this year. One of those position groups that we had a lot of concerns about. Yeah. And not just in protecting the quarterback, but also the kind of push and gaps they're creating uh, for the run game. I mean, Calvin Tyler Jr., 19 carries for 132 yards. That nuts, man. Career highs on both ends. On Air Force at their house. That's crazy. Dude, and that run to give them the lead was really just – it shows you how good he is at having vision, seeing and, – and making – not forcing a decision in a hurry, but being quick with a decision and knowing where to get to and what spot to get to of where he's going to get the most yards, right? And I just – that final run where he just jabs outside – Sees two good, and by the way, two really good blocks from receivers, and it creates enough space for him to get free and go loose for a touchdown. 
just stuff like that. Eric, he's <laughs> oh, he's so impressive. It's just been awesome to watch this offense so far. And uh, but boy, we got a huge, huge challenge on Saturday morning. Well, we want to continue to talk about what happened this past weekend before we get into this weekend, uh, this upcoming weekend. But uh, love to continue to get your thoughts and your reactions to the win on the road for Utah State. First 3-0 start since 1978. And uh, beating Air Force in Colorado Springs at the Academy, 49-45. to Love to get your thoughts on our Guild Mortgage text line, 435-339-0321. And you can always call in, too, 435-752-1069. What is love? Love is what we live for. Love is timeless, never-ending. Love is when you say your name with hers and it has that special ring to it. At Jarek's Fine Jewelry, we know what love is. Our fine collection of engagement rings feature a variety of diamonds and colorful styles. And if you can't find your perfect ring, Jarek's Fine Jewelry will help custom design one that is the perfect fit. When it's love, it's Jarek's Fine Jewelry. Jarek's Fine Jewelry. Make it special. Make it Jarek's. If you're a business, hiring seems to be a concern now and in the future. Plan on attending the Cash Valley Media Group's job fair Thursday, September 23rd at Castle Manor in Hyde Park from 11 to 6. By attending the job fair, you can talk with hundreds of potential employees looking for work or changing careers. Call 752-1390. That's 752-1390. Or go to cashvalleydaily.com to get involved in the Thursday, September 23rd job fair at Castle Manor in Hyde Park. Presented by the Cash Valley Media Group. This is James Stevens with White Pine Funeral Services. We often hear people say, I wish I could use White Pine, but I've already paid for arrangements elsewhere. Know that if you've already pre-planned with a different funeral home, you can still call White Pine. If you are being told you'll lose up to 25% of your money, White Pine will provide a discount equal to any fee for switching. If you have any questions, please stop by for a visit or give us a call. We would love to meet you and explain in more detail. White Pine Funeral Services The Aggies, the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Dom Tatum is probably likely out uh, for quite some time, if not the rest of the season. We don't have all the details, but it was a significant injury. We'll see how it goes. Prayers with him, and he's a great kid and worked hard to get where he's at. But uh, I, I don't. I don't expect that he'll be ready for quite some time, and it could potentially be season-ending. Uh, that's some of the bad news from this weekend. Dominic Tatum, uh, and look, he he had a great start to the year. I thought he made some big-time plays at Washington State. He was making some big plays against Air Force, and then uh, he got hurt and had to be helped off the floor, off the field. Um, and it looks like it's going to be a while before we see him again. 9310 text in. I, I called into the postgame show and said our defense coaches got embarrassed. 45 points, one punt. Our, our overall defense was super suspect. Good thing we have Justin Rice. I think it upset Al Lewis. What am I missing here? Uh, you think it upset Al, Al Lewis? The phone call or the thought? Uh, was Al Lewis upset Al about Lewis the thought being of, upset about anything? He's passionate. He's a passionate guy. I love it. Like they, there, there were a few people who who called in or sent texts uh, in the KVNU Aggie call that um, that expressed some concern about the defense. But uh, yeah, Justin Rice, is, he's amazing. He's a difference maker. That's really unfortunate that he's a senior too. Gosh dang it! 
That's that's a bummer. I'd love to keep him for another year, at least just one more year. It was a good weekend for Aggie linebackers, both current and uh, boy, former. Boy, boy, oh boy. Do you cuz you see it a lot more or you saw it a lot more than I cuz I didn't really pay attention. I got to be honest with you. Similarities between Nick Vigil and Justin Rice. Go. Ooh. Uh, I feel like they're long lost twin football brothers. <laughs> I, I swear. Because I, I, I watch highlights of Zach Vigil, or it's me, Nick Vigil, and well, I guess even Zach Vigil are twins. Uh, I watch, well, I watch highlights of those twins. guys. Same thing. I watch highlights <laughs> of those guys, and they just are aggressive, scrappy. They're going to just come right at you. And I, then I see Justin Rice, big physical kid. I, I mean, and just the IQ, and that's what really stands out to me is the IQ of Justin Rice and the Vigil brothers is something I it was amazes me. Well, I, I think what stands out about both is that they just they're just really smart and intelligent and understanding where the play is going, but also with the athleticism to get there and make something happen. Uh, for those that may have missed it, Bobby Wagner had 20 tackles. Oh, jeez. Is that a career Sunday high? For the Seahawks. That's got to be a career high for him. Uh, Nick Vigil had a pick six. That was cool to see. And Kyle Fackrell had a forced fumble. Well, we did. Good for him. Yeah, so it was a good weekend for Aggie linebackers, both current and uh, former. I should ask Coach about that. I didn't think about it. No, I had that good of a weekend. That's cool. Yeah. Good for them and good for Bobby. Good for and Kyler especially. Uh, especially. Um, boy, you got Aggie linebackers making plays everywhere. Justin Rice might be the next on that list playing on Sundays. Honestly, he might be. I like, I like, I like his IQ. I like his vision. I like his awareness, his toughness, his physicality. He brings it every single week. He brings it, and he, boy, he had a heck of a game on Saturday night. Uh, and here's uh, Coach Anderson talking about the defensive effort and uh, Justin Rice specifically. Well, effort level, I'll answer that first, absolutely. Uh, we're getting that across the board on both sides and in special teams as well. It's what's allowing us to compete because, to be honest with you, I'm not sure that we're out, out athleting anybody or, or at least in many places. There's a lot of areas that, that uh, effort is the deciding factor in some of the battles that we're winning. Uh, is he playing at a high level? Absolutely. Has he improved? Yes, He's worked very, very hard. He's in much better shape than he was a year ago. I think he truly has spent time and completely understands what we're asking him to do, is taking on a leadership role, and is very, very prepared on a weekly basis. This was a lot to ask this past week. There's a lot to ask to defend what we what we see in terms of the triple and all the things they're able to bring at you. And he was in the right spot most of the day, made huge plays, none bigger than the strip fumble late. To, to get the ball back to our offense. But I've come to expect it from him, but I am very proud that he's taken things to another level physically, being prepared uh, in better shape, and I think mentally better prepared going into the games to know exactly what he's going to see and to truly be kind of having a coach on the field, kind of the leader of what we're doing over there. What an impressive player. Oh, my god! And what a great get like, from Blake Anderson to get him to Utah yeah, State. Yeah, well, and here's the thing. Well, and – Two things, actually. Now you bring up another great point. Remember when, I like, I love the quote in Media Day. Remember sitting there, we were all laughing, too, and he's like, when he got to Arkansas State, he was fat, out of shape, slow. Puking in practice. Puking in practice, like just ragging on the kid. 
And now he's back-to-back Defensive Player of the Week in the Mountain West Conference, which, by the way, Eric, it was a very doggone good week for the Mountain West Conference and defensive side of the football. So there yes, was a lot was. of good candidates. Yes, it was. And so for him to win it just, I mean, that tells you something right there for a team that gave up 45 points. Uh, but, yeah, he, he does that so well. And, Eric, the IQ and the awareness to strip the football, not just go for the tackle, but while someone's trying to hold him up. I don't even know if they're trying to hold him up. I think they're just trying to drag him down. For Justin Rice to get in there with two hands and strip at the football on that game-winning strip and recovery, boy, oh, boy, that's just – I mean, that's smarts, Eric. Well, beyond that, just – he. Uh, he alluded to this after the after the game in his post game press conference that the 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 team the defense knew that when Daniels got out in the open he didn't have good ball security if he ran with the ball he didn't have ball good ball security so they knew if he gets out in the open he has, he's prone to being to turn the ball over Basically, they were watching the films showing how he uh, he carries the ball and they knew they would have opportunities to to strip it. And uh, get it loose. And they did it when it mattered most. Yeah, exactly. They did it when it mattered most. And that was, again, just so, so impressive. He's a good football player. Really, really good. Um, his uh, his former team's looking pretty good, too. Fresno State. They uh, go to uh, the Rose Bowl and they beat UCLA. Uh, they were down. Well, they led. Then they lost the lead and had to come back to win it at the very end. Uh, Fresno State, 40-37 to over UCLA. This this Bulldog team looks for real. I mean, and they took Oregon to the wire earlier. Uh, this Jake Hayner, I mean, this 455 yards and two touchdowns. That's a that's an impressive Fresno State football team right now. Yeah, they're putting on quite the show. I mean, they they go in there, hold their own with Oregon, and they turn around and put on the performance they did on Saturday. Like UCLA is a good team. Yeah, yeah. UCLA is no pushover with Chip. Like they've put crap together this year, which has been really impressive. It's not like beating Arizona. Who lost to Northern Let's Arizona? Let's not, over dude. The okay, someone. Who do you think loses their job quicker? I'm being dead serious. Steve Adazio or who is it? Arizona, anyways. Now I lost track of who's over there. Or Nick Rolovich. Nick, yeah, dude, that guy's butt's on a really huge hot seat right now. If and they might lose to Utah, and if look like. Utah's on a crappy streak, or I mean, they might be a good football team, but they're playing really bad football right now. Uh, if they don't get their crap together, Washington State, and they lose to Utah, and it's in blowout fashion, Rolovich might be uh, handed a uh, thank you check and a pink slip in one day and be on his way out. Like, that's not a joke. They are not thrilled with him right now. Presidency and team. No. Well, look, Washington State had a good early half against USC. Yep. And then fell apart. Just fell apart. Oh, completely fell. And it wasn't as much USC as it was Nick Rolovich and Washington State. They're more at fault than giving credit to USC in that game, at least from the highlights and stuff that I saw. Uh, We need to take another time out here on the Full Court Press. When we come back, we'll update you on everything else that happened over the weekend for the Mountain West. Uh, Utah State and Air Force were not the only teams in conference that played each other. Uh, And there were some other conference teams going up against some power five schools how well did the mountain west do this weekend we'll update you on all that coming up next here on the full court press getting engaged for more than a century sc needham jewelers has been selling diamond engagement rings known for a quality and impeccable service you'll enjoy a relaxed and comfortable atmosphere choose from an expansive collection of natural and lab-grown diamonds you'll find a beautiful diamond at an affordable price then we can mount it in her favorite ring 
you'll get SC Needham quality at internet pricing. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7, where Utah gets engaged. SC Needham Jewelers, middle of the block at the sign of the clock. Hi, this is Ashley with LSS Insurance. Have you heard? The marketplace is making major changes. Improvements to affordability through the health insurance marketplace by increasing financial assistance, lowering your premiums, and more generous cost sharing to lower your out-of-pocket max. If you have coverage, come in to see if you can save even more. Never applied? We can help. Go to lssins.com or call 752-9493. That's 752-9493. Colonel. Good morning, sir. I see you found a way to keep our cannon out of the mud. Pavers, sir. As a mason, I used to lay them for courtyards and patios. Brilliant. Thank you. They hold up beautifully no matter how punishing the conditions. I can see that. Say, uh, after the war, think you'd be available to pave my patio at Mount Vernon? Stone pavers from Castellite really catch your eye. Do it yourself with the expert help at Castellite. For all your brick, block, rock, paver, and tile needs, go where the pros go. Castellite.com. This is The Herd. The winner in this is also Colin Cowherd. The minute you knew Baker in the last two drives had to throw, wasn't the same quarterback. Because now everybody knows what the quarterback Linebackers drop into coverage. Pass rushers pin their ears back. And Baker's a guy. And by the way, Cleveland's going to win 12 games. Don't take a ton from them. This is The Herd. And the story out today. Weekdays from 10 to 1 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems. Did you know that Valley Office Systems is a local company with Utah ownership and we are debt-free with 47 years of industry experience? Valley remains your safe and smart choice for document solutions and all things office. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Not a bad weekend for the Mountain West Conference. Two wins over some uh, notable t- uh, schools. Um, you know, over Pac-12 schools, I should say. Fresno State with their win over number thirteen UCLA, forty to thirty-seven, uh, and San Diego State in Utah in an instant classic. Well, it shouldn't have been. If if San Diego State actually stays on the pedal for you know the whole game, then. We aren't going to overtime. San Diego State wins this in a route, and that's all. But they let off the pedal. Utah got back into it. Give them credit. I think they switched quarterbacks, too, from what I had heard. And we go to triple overtime, and Aztecs have to win it then. Okay, let me ask you something. Uh, before we get there, though, 0113 at Texas and Eric, I think this win for the Aggies was big as far as it being an indicator of the team's attitude. Even though the secondary is obviously suspect, the team doesn't quit. They played gritty and together, which is huge for a team and a coach. Amen to that. And it's led by their coach. Let me make something very, very clear. The coaching staff and what they are doing, giving confidence in these kids in every facet of the game, in every opportune moment of the game, big moments and such, the coaching staff continues to show confidence in their kids, and the kids continue to respond. I think Blake Anderson has been at the head of that part portion of it, and I love it. I absolutely adore it. I think I admire it, and the kids definitely appreciate it as well. Uh, totally agree. Oh, yeah. Totally and agree. So, 
So two Kyle, wins over Pac-12 schools on Saturday. Kyle Whittingham, is he running out of steam here? That offensive front, offensive line for Utah does not look good. Oh, they're bad. They're bad. They have no running game. The, uh, I mean, who is the quarterback? I don't even know. I didn't see the game, but they had they brought a backup quarterback in, and supposedly he did a little bit better. Yeah, Cam Rising came in. Okay. After yeah. Charlie Brewer was struggling. And I guess he performed a little better. They still lost. Yeah, got th- got him into the end zone and got him into overtime. Charlie Brewer hadn't done that. Boy. I mean, they are. They They've are, got a little bit of a quarterback controversy on their hands. Two teams who need to turn it around and turn around quickly. Washington State and Utah this Saturday should be an interesting game. Uh, there was another opportunity for a big win over another Power Five school. Boise State hosting Oklahoma State. Broncos couldn't pull it off. They couldn't stop the run game. Former Aggie Jalen Warren just had the game of his life: two hundred and eighteen yards and two touchdowns for Oklahoma State. He looked. Looked like he was very comfortable in orange and black. Um, but uh, Boise State could not stop the run, and they could not establish the run either. It's kind of been the theme of their season so far. Is not not stopping the run and not and not being able to run the ball and putting it into a one-dimensional football team, which, as we're seeing, Bachmeyer can't really handle. Uh, they did get absolutely hosed. I saw the highlight the next oh, morning. Very controversial Horrible call. call. Non-call. Horrible. They have so a scoop bad. and score. The player, the defense scoops it up, and they're like already five, ten yards downfield, and then some referee's blowing it dead, stops the clock. Uh, they review it. Turns out, yep, actually it was a fumble. And instead of giving him the score and then reviewing it, because they blew the whistle and blew it dead, they had they could only give him possession for where the fumble occurred. And turns out Boise State doesn't turn it into points. They get down close, and then they shank the field goal. It would have given them the opportunity to take the lead, and they didn't. So a really bad call, uh, the, the, the way that played out for the referees uh, in Boise. And I guess there are a few other things that they get all excited about in, in Boise, but but that one was pretty egregious. And uh, Not that I'm ever going to feel bad for Boise State, but that was a, a bad, that was a mistake by yeah, the referees. Yeah, not good at all. Yep, which would have given Boise the win, and that's a, as a conference, that's always better. If for a conference team to uh, to get a win over Power Five school, that shows that's great for the whole entire conference. They lost a defensive back who's out for the rest of the year, uh, a starter, I believe, and BYU lost one for the year too. One of their best players on their defense side of the ball, and he's also done for the year. So a lot of bad injuries came out of this, and so. Uh, not great. Not but for great Boise State, George Holani, who's supposed to be a good running back, only managed 28 yards on 12 yeah. carries. Yeah. It, 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 you might say, oh, that's Oklahoma State. They have a really good run defense. That's been the story for the whole season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been an issue so far. So we'll, we'll see which run defense is worse <laughs> on Saturday, I guess. But I, I think the Aggies will pass things up together and be just fine. Going into Saturday, and I think honestly, but I think Boise turns it around at some point. Look, here's the thing for Boise State: it doesn't not in any way, shape, or form get any easier. You go from Utah State to BYU to Nevada, Fresno State. I think you have a break with Colorado State and Wyoming in there somewhere, and then you have San Diego State to cap off the year at San Diego <sighs> State. That is a brutal, is a brutal really run for the stretch. Broncos. So they are in no way out of the woods even after this week. Uh, nine nine five two shouldn't have missed the field goal. That's true. Yeah, can't. They miss had it. opportunities. It was a despite the too. bad call, they still had an opportunity. Yep, absolutely. I would agree with this. No. 
what about uh, I know we talked a little bit about it already, but Fresno State. Oh my gosh! Like I, I again, I didn't see the games, I had to watch highlights, but just from what I'd seen, the highlight wise, offense put on a clinic. Yeah, Jack or Jake uh, Hainer, Hainer, how you pronounce it? Their, Nailed it. Their quarterback. Uh, what did he have? 455 yards passing. Good heck. Two touchdowns, one interception. What was the final score of that game, Eric? 40-37. to 37. <laughs> Ronnie Rivers, th- 21 carries for 136 yards on the ground, two touchdowns. Jalen Cropper, 141 yards receiving in a touchdown. Yeah, that Fresno State team is humming right now. Um, we thought that Nevada might be able to pull a nice upset on the road, being a... Uh, a, a G5 team on the road favored in a matchup at a Power 5 school. Well, it didn't quite turn out that way. Kansas State running away, 38-17. to uh, It shouldn't say running away because th- that game was was tied in the third qu- at the end of the third quarter, 17-all. Kansas State scores 21 unanswered points in the fourth. Oh, really? Yes. Oh. So Nevada right. was hanging with them, and then they just – Kansas State just imposed their will in that fourth quarter. I think that's like two games where Nevada's been in it, and then fourth quarter they just can't hang on anymore. So, well, that's their first loss of the okay, year. Okay, so I'm thinking. Oh, it sounds like said I was thinking of with USC. Sorry, uh, but yeah, that's that Nevada team's going to be fine come conference play. They're going to be okay. Wyoming beat Ball State, forty-five to twelve. Colorado State beat Toledo at Toledo. What the fetch? Okay, twenty-two to six. It was all field goals. They had one touchdown, and it was on a return. Everything else was all field goals. Still screwed. Uh, And then uh, San Jose stayed at Hawaii on a late night. And Hawaii played them tough. San Jose, um, he had to kick a late field goal to to ensure the victory there. But um, that was – give give credit to Hawaii and how well they they hung in there. San Jose, though, still gets to win. And New Mexico got rolled at Texas A&M. UNLV got rolled, hosting Iowa State. No real surprises there. Uh, Another quick timeout here in the Full Court Press. Uh, We'll update you on who won pick six, and uh, we'll also get into high school RPI. The latest rankings are out for there. Some surprises, maybe, and some definite non-surprises as well. We'll give you updates on that coming up on the Full Court Press. Fall is in the air, and it's getting colder. Make sure your vehicle is well-maintained. This is Dustin with Valvoline and Snow Change in Logan across from Angie's. As the weather turns colder, your car might need a little more attention, and an oil change is easy. We'll change your oil and also check other fluid levels and replace your air filters if needed. The best thing? You can stay in your car while our trained pros service your vehicle. Valvoline and Snow Oil Change, 695 North Main. Don't mind the construction out front. We are still open and ready to serve you. It's a sale on top of a sale. The fall savings event at Fisher Home Furnishings has added savings on every name brand. For every $500 you spend, take an additional $100 off the already sale price. Spend $1,000, save an additional $200 off the sale price. Fisher's has all brand names on sale like Bassett, Flexsteel, Lazy Boy, Lexington, Serta, Perfect Sleeper, and iComfort. Inventory levels are good, so pick it out now and lay it away. You can even finance it with 0% interest till next year. Fisher Home Furnishings Fall Savings Event. Shop in-store or anytime online at Fisher. 
Crystal Vision is honored to be voted the gold medalist in Best of Northern Utah for optometrist and eye doctor. Thank you for your votes and trust in their business. To celebrate this award, they're offering a 20% off sale on their frames and lenses. Crystal Vision carries frames and lenses for your unique style and budget. Take in your current prescription and let Crystal Vision fit you into a new look. Let this be the year your glasses feel like they were made for you. Crystal Vision on 14th North or online at crystalvision.com. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Hey, when you buy Napa Auto Parts, you're getting the best. Best parts, best service. You need a new battery or new wiper blades? Pull into any of the five locally owned Napa Auto Parts stores from Preston to Providence. They not only make sure you get the right battery or the the, uh, right wiper blades, They'll even help you install it. They sponsor the uh, Dan Patrick Above the Noise coming up here momentarily. But, uh, Ajay, it was a busy weekend, and it's time for us to recap what happened for the whole weekend and see who won our pick six, shall we? What? You're already resigned to losing. Today. I didn't tell you you yeah, lost you today. Yeah, you did. You're like, oh, is this for today for losing pick six this week? Okay, we don't have a lot of time, so let's get through this. Oh, okay. Utah at San Diego State. Utah by eight and a half. I took the under. You took the over. Um, so I guess that would mean that San Diego State covered that, right? So then you would get that, correct? You took the under, right? I took the under. What was the what was the line again? Oh no, sorry, I'm I'm wrong. I, so I got that. correct. That was really cruel of you. Yes, that was me. I got that correct. The San Diego State won by two. Shut up. Uh, Bobby Wagner tackles versus the Titans. The line was set at eight and a half. He crushed that and got 20. Uh, I took the over. You took the under, so I've got that correct. So two for me, none for you just yet. USU penalties at Air Force set the line at eight and a half. Aggies got seven. I went over. You went under. So that's one for you. Alabama leading at the first half by 14 and a half. We both took the under on that. They actually only led by 12, and that was a much closer game than a lot of people thought it would be, which is, I think, great for college football. So right now I've got three. You've got two. Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, and Lamar Jackson combined total yards. You set the line at 715 and a half. They combined for, well, get this. They each had 346 all-purpose yards, each, (laughs) passing and throwing. So 692, I took the under. You did too. So it's now it's four to three. Our last one. Time of the time of game. Total elapsed time for Utah State at Air Force. The line was set at three hours, ten and a half minutes. You took the over. I took the under. It was three hours thirty-five minutes. So here we go, Aji. It comes down to our tiebreaker. We're tied four apiece. Tiebreaker was Nevada at Kansas State. Wolf back by two. I took the over. You took the under. You win, Ajay. You got it right because it was Kansas State who won. Now, why'd you have to go make that noise? Is that the sound of applause? It should be. Why aren't you happy? You won. You won on a tiebreaker. Came down to the wire. We're on to next week. Thanks, Bill. 
Eric Franson and uh, hey, Bill wait. Belichick, apparently. Did someone yell at me for giggling like a middle schooler in the last show they listened to? <laughs> oh, there it is. 7994. You went back and looked at our uh, text Ajay, for a postgame show. Ajay throws a fit again. Real mature. And throw fit. Uh, you can't be gracious in victory. That doesn't make it fun. Five two four two. No one likes a weenie. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, never mind. I'm not going to say it. Uh, hey, coming up next hour, the UHSAA RPI rankings are out for football, volleyball, and soccer. We'll update you on all of those. And a very exciting weekend in the NFL. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The key play in the Ravens' one-point win over the Chiefs last night may have been Lamar Jackson's fourth-down conversion with just over a minute left. But the highlight that endures will be Jackson's 42-yard jump pass touchdown. We've seen jump passes, but they're usually at the goal line. This one was remarkable for how far Jackson got it in the air, letting Marquise Hollywood Brown catch it downfield and sprint for the score. There's also Jackson's flip into the end zone on a short touchdown run. It's just one game, but it was a huge one for the Ravens, who were in danger of falling 0-2. It was also Jackson's first win over Patrick Mahomes' Chiefs after three losses. The Ravens have had some bad luck this season with injuries, and they could have lost last night if the Chiefs didn't fumble the ball on their potential game-winning drive. But Lamar Jackson always gives Baltimore a chance and gives fans the kind of exciting moments no other quarterback can provide. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. When Callaway introduced the Apex Irons, they created the Players Distance Iron category. Now they're redefining it with the Apex 21, the first forged irons designed with artificial intelligence. With Apex, classic forged craftsmanship is paired with the futuristic AI for a combination of tour feel, incredible distance, and shot-making control. There's an Apex for everyone. There's Apex, Apex Pro, and the new forgiving Apex DCB. Find your Apex at CallawayGolf.com Apex. You want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically with no limit on how much you can earn. How amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. According to the 2021 Nielsen report, over 99% of places in the United States that take credit cards take the Discover card. So get used to hearing the word yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen report. When you buy Napa Auto Parts, you're getting the best. Need a new battery? New wiper blades? When you pull into one of the five locally owned Preston to Providence Napa Auto Parts stores, they'll not only make sure you get the right battery or wiper blades, they'll even help you install it. And if you need other work done, they could even recommend a dozen Napa Auto Care Centers with ASC certified technicians. Napa Auto Parts. This is Ryan at My Mattress. A few nights ago, my wife Amy and I were at a movie in Lewiston. It was late, so when we got out, we drove around a little bit. What did we notice? Every light in Lewiston was on. Nobody was sleeping very well. The next day, I checked my computer at My Mattress to see how many people in Lewiston were sleeping on an IntelliBed. The answer I found? Not many. Lewiston, I thought we had this figured out. If you want to sleep soundly, you got to buy an IntelliBed. Only at My Mattress. For more tips on strengthening your family, visit family.mormon.org. The home for Skyview Sports. Sports Talk Radio, KLGN Logan, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. We are Baltimore. And here's what 
what you need to know. Lions and Packers get a pop in for Monday Night Football at 8.15 Eastern Time. Both teams winless. NFL Network reporting Texans quarterback Tyrod Taylor is designated week-to-week with a hamstring issue, so rookie Davis Mills starts in his place on Thursday. Raiders quarterback Derek Carr had an MRI on his injured ankle. Head coach John Gruden says Carr is questionable for this weekend. Colts signal caller Carson Wentz is a question mark for Sunday after spreading both ankles. Bears gunslinger Andy Dalton has a bone bruise in his knee, jeopardizing his availability this week. Chicago head coach Matt Nagy stressing Dalton is QB1 when he's healthy. Dolphins quarterback Tua Tungavailoa is in pain with bruised ribs. He's considered day-to-day, and Tua's teammate wide receiver Will Fuller set to make his season debut this week, having returned to the team back at the facility after tending to a personal issue. I'm Brian Fenley. Full Court Press. There is no stopping this team! The Eggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead! He's got it! It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and A.J. Selvason. I'd hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions to act like the full court press on sports talk radio 1069 fm 1390 am the fan eric france and aj salveson here on the full court press good morning america thanks for tuning in everybody 1069 fm 1390 am the 106.9 the fan mobile app streaming online 1069 thefancom and uh, go check out our podcast feed as well. Uh, you can find the interview that we did with uh, um, Mark, Mark Ziegler. Ziegler. Really interesting conversation with him from San Diego, their perspective that uh, San Diego State doesn't appear to be interested in the AAC, but there could be other schools that are. And there's some reports surfacing that Colorado State and Air Force are pursuing um, a potential divorce from the uh, Mountain West. Good for them. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Really? I mean, it'd be you, better if they stayed. Why? <laughs> Why? Colorado's a populous state. I mean, those are decent <laughs> media markets. How are you going to replace them? You're, you're down to 10 football-playing schools. <laughs> a seven, or, uh, uh, nine basketball schools. Okay. Just replace them with two other basketball and football schools and we're covered. Like, you say that like it's so easy to do. I think it is. I think there's teams that want to be here, that want to be in this conference. Teams that really help elevate and not just they're on par with the teams that are leaving? I think that's a big question. Are there schools that would like to come here? Sure. There probably are a half dozen that would jump at the chance. But are they really on par with what's leaving? Do they help the conference more than what was just exited okay well let's say let's just shoot the breeze hypothetically crystal ball without seeing what the crap's gonna happen right let me give you a couple schools just to just to taste on utsa yes or no uh i like the media market i think that's a school that's making investments in their athletics um product on the field is not that great but they're showing a willingness I don't think it's a bad thing, but they're certainly – I don't know that I'd put them on par with Colorado State. Not in basketball, for sure. Uh, North Texas. 
really, I mean, that's a similar story. They're making investments in their facilities and in their coaching staffs. Um, they had a basketball team that did not too bad. Was it a year ago or two years ago they were in the tournament? But uh, it's a nice media market that you have access to, but they're kind of crowded out in that media market too. Yeah, I mean, well, but you're, I mean, you're looking at schools like Texas Tech, Texas A&M, Texas Longhorns, TCU, <laughs> yeah, I SMU, mean, SMU is one of those. Because um, look, I think a lot of us would say, look, if there's teams for the Mountain West to target, go after SMU, maybe Tulsa. If you want to go a little bit further east, look at Memphis. Like those would be the probably the top tier teams that are left in the AAC. Well, AAC, Conference USA, Sunbelt, whatever. Those are probably the, the top tier, uh, highest available teams that produce well in football and in basketball that have good media markets. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know that those schools feel like they want to leave. That's, yeah. a, that's a concern. Let's uh, see, 5879, if we can get SMU or some other Texas universities, it might not be so bad. Otherwise, it really hurts us. Yeah, I, I again, I think if we stick our foot in that Texas, you know, platform, I think we'll be okay. And I think that's kind of what they're shooting for. Really is, I mean, realistically, I, I, I would think that they're looking at that Texas area and, you know, who can we grab out of there? So... I think it would be great for the Mountain West long-term to have a school in the state of Texas where there's a recruiting hotbed, there are large media markets, that's a, a state that's crazy about football. I think long-term it would be good. 5654 asks, how about New Mexico State? Great for basketball. Well, yeah, great for basketball. I don't know if it helps football-wise, though. Um, I'd say good for basketball. I don't know if I'd say great for basketball. Gonzaga is great for basketball. New Mexico State is good for basketball. See, in the mo- definitely not. And for I football. know I talked about Gonzaga about a week ago and said, "Hey, this this would be great," but I don't think Gonzaga's coming here. I think I mean I think your most realistic opportunity is going to be Wichita State for basketball. Um, and then you have to find something for football to Which match. Which I don't know that that really moves the needle anywhere. Wichita State absolutely moves the needle. That's great. It's a great basketball program, premier basketball program too. Now, granted, they've had some issues. I know their coach, their coach get fired. Is that right? Due to some comments that were made or some abuse things that were going on within the team. I don't remember. Uh, so there were some issues over there, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but that's a that's a great that's that's a prim, premier basketball. University, I, I think they, I think they'd bring some good things over here. Um, I think they're a good basketball university. I really? don't know that I call them premier. Ah, it's crazy. I mean, Fifteen years ago, I would have said yes when Sturgeon was there. But what have they done since then? Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a long while. Three, four, nine, eight. I think it, no, don't get me wrong. I yeah. think it would be good to have Wichita State in a basketball conference, but I don't know that it really moves the needle. Where oh, well, man, we're gonna we're, we have to renegotiate TV rights because they're going to be worth so much more. Where if you get Gonzaga, you have to renegotiate TV rights because they will be worth so much more. My question is, how much does the WCC fork over to Gonzaga to make sure that they stay there? They've got now a pretty that they're sweet losing deal right, as yeah. it is right now. Yeah, they do. And you're right. They are like the cream of the crop in regards to financial state for that team. 
They or get to keep more of their NCAA winnings. Yeah. They go directly to them. They have like their own TV contract. I mean, it's it's a really sweet deal. And that's probably what prevents them from coming to the Mountain West. Yeah. Uh, see, three four nine eight, and if you all want to text in, love to hear from you guys. It's always great to hear from our listeners. Four three five three three nine zero three two one. Eric, that's the correct number to text into if you want to. Three four nine eight. Text in. Uh, Mark Ziegler made it clear in his interview: expansion only works when the media market adds money to the TV deals. Otherwise, it's just more mouths to feed. Right. Problem with smaller schools is they share the markets. So what can they really add? That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree with that. That's why, you, look, North Texas and UTSA, those are in big media markets, but do they deliver ratings in those markets? <clears throat> San Jose State is in a big media market. Do they deliver ratings in San Jose, in the Bay Area? Not behind Stanford and Cal. Yeah, but you're talking about Stanford and Cal, man. Like, I Right, you already have two options in the same market. Uh, yeah, I, and I think it's kind of unfair to compare San Jose State to Cal and... Uh, whoever else over there, or to compare North Texas to Texas and Texas A&M and TCU, just because of what the conference they're in, the premier program that they are, it's tough to really compare that. I think you have to just take it for eyeball candy, what it is, just see it for the you know the rawness of the program, and say, look, if we can get our foot in this market, that's good for us. That gives us you know a, a chance to expand a little bit. Uh, let's see here. 8003, Eric texts into the show. What's your thoughts on the Mountain West being aggressive now and going after two more schools? The way we're covered if two teams jump or we have 12 teams. I wouldn't be opposed, Eric, and call me crazy. I wouldn't be opposed to having 10 teams with nine conference games. For com- uh, for football, so every team plays every team every year for football. I'd be okay with it. Yeah, but you've got to. You, I think they have to be bigger than that, because there's still the threat that some teams may get picked off and poached. I, I think for the health yeah. of the league, you've got to be at twelve. Well, you have to be at, at twelve at least to have a conference championship game, which means extra money. Hey, by the way, speaking of Wichita basketball, I had a friend text in, Matt, and he says, Wichita State in 2013 went to the Final Four. They were undefeated going into, or at least pretty late into the season in 2014. So, And I know that's eight, seven years ago. I get it. But I still think they're a good quality basketball program. Okay, so I just looked up their net ranking for last year, uh, and they were 70. Utah State, uh, by comparison, was 47. So they're a top 100 team, but they weren't a top 50 team. But, yes, they've had moments in the sun. They've they've done all right. That's, but that's why I would call them a good team. But I don't know that I'd call them a premier team, a great team that would cause a television network to want to renegotiate or need to renegotiate your current contract, and say, you know what, now that you have them in the mix, you're going to get X number more eyeballs and a bigger TV contract. Six, seven, eight, nine. It helps, but I don't think it's going to move the needle. 6789, is Wichita State, this is a great question, by the way, 6789, is Wichita State below or above, or above Utah State in basketball? 
Okay, well, they just read the net rankings. They're below the Aggies. Last year. Okay, but that's last year. Um, I mean, well, let, over what period of time? Okay, look in the past. I mean, you want to look at the past five years? I think it's pretty balanced. Um, I think. Well, you're probably right. It's probably pretty close. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's really close. Now, I think. I mean, back to back back years of being in the NCAA tournament for the Aggies, with three straight appearances in the Mountain West Conference Championship, two of those being titles. I mean that's that's not too shabby, but there's been quite the prestige run from Wichita State, and we're talking about winning NCAA tournament games, advancing in the NCAA tournament. Something that the Aggies haven't done in 20 years. So, man, I'd almost call it. I mean, sixes. I th- I think it's pretty even both ways. And I'll like, I'll have to go back through the years and. Uh See where they ranked. Yeah, I, hmm. I'd be curious to know. I'd be curious to know. I think Wichita State ups the basketball conference in a huge way, despite being in Kansas. So I mean, it's it's and a that's known your one name. Odd trip. It's a known name. <laughs> like people who know basketball would recognize Wichita State as a basketball program, just like. Those who follow basketball would know Utah State as a basketball program. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. I, hmm. But I'll take them. Like I said, I'll take them at this point. And again, I don't know what Commissioner Thompson is aiming for in regards of where he's looking at. Or, you know, and I, and I, the comment that stood out to me as I was listening to you guys' interview with Mark is, that he's strategically looking, not aggressively looking. Don't know exactly what that means, but uh, I guess with the best fit for your conference, I just hope the guy does something. That's well, all I'm asking right, for. And the opinion was, and if you've read uh, Mark Zeller's column, basically the Mountain West position is circle the wagons, stay put, don't jump ship. Because if you that that conference is not going to be what they were. They're trying to project this is who we are, but they just lost three premier programs in big media markets. They can't replace that. Don't let them replace that. Stay where you're at. We'll be just fine. Our media negotiation, our TV contracts come up in just a few years, and we can renegotiate a better deal. Yeah, absolutely. Their media partners are going to want to negotiate down, even though their deal is is longer term. Yeah. Eric, it's 5.15, so let's get right to it. We have our bread and butter play of the week. Sponsored by Old Grist Mill, where a chance you get to win four loaves of free bread from Old Grist Mill. Here's how this works. Right now, uh, after Friday night, uh, John Newbold had his bread and butter play of the game. Sponsored by Old Grist Mill. Call in to 435-752-1069 to tell us what that bread and butter play of the game was to win four loaves of free bread from Old Gristmill, 435-752-1069. Let's get a caller in. Let's have a winner for some free bread. Uh, we'll take a break, and we'll see if we get any callers. You're listening to the Full Court Press on 106.9 The Fan.
The Riverwoods Conference Center is the center in Cache Valley for business, entertainment, and special events. Whether you're hosting a large or small event, you have the choice of inside with all the new modern interior renovations or outside along the scenic banks of the beautiful Logan River. The Riverwoods is an ideal choice offering seamless planning, easy catering coordination, and will make your event as professional or as beautiful as desired. To book your next event or for more info, visit theriverwoods.com or call 435-750-5151. We'll see you at the Riverwoods. The Army National Guard plays a vital role in your community. We're on the front lines supporting essential personnel, first responders, law enforcement, and medical professionals, delivering food, supplies, and medicine, keeping communities safe, making a difference. During emergencies, we're always ready, always there. Learn more about part-time service in the Army National Guard at nationalguard.com. Sponsored by the Utah Army National Guard, aired by the Utah Broadcasters Association and this station. My name is Brinley Johnson and I'm a student at New Horizons Beauty College. I love the environment here. I have some of my best friends here, but I also love the education that I get. All the instructors are not only just here to teach you, but make things fun and I've gotten the best education. You learn so much. I learn from each of them and they all each have a different technique that you can edit and it's been way fun. My name is Brinley Johnson and I recommend becoming a student at New Horizons Beauty College. Do it. <laughs> it's so worth your time. Ascent Aesthetics is a premier aesthetic practice. Doctors Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette of Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat are proud to offer you a professional aesthetics team. The Ascent team is passionate about education, best techniques, products, procedures, and services. If you're looking for help with Botox, fillers, microneedling, laser hair removal, medical grade facials, or skincare, Ascent will help you feel confident, beautiful, and refreshed. See which Ascent service is right for you and learn more at AscentAesthetics.com. That's AscentAesthetics.com. Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Four three five seven five two one zero six nine. If you can correctly identify the bread and butter play of the game for the Skyview Bobcats on Friday. Hurricane John Newbold and Rex Davis called it out. Uh, it was the Ridgeline Riverhawks taking care of business in Smithfield. Uh, no love lost between those two teams. And and uh, Ridgeline wanted to make a statement. Um, they had really struggled to score in their last couple of games previous against Skyview. They had no trouble scoring. On Friday night, 35-10. to 10. Ridgeline remains the only unbeaten team in in uh, 4A. And the updated in, uh, RPI rankings for UHSAA still have Ridgeline number one. No real surprise there. Um, but there were some surprising games. Uh, the Green Canyon Mountain Crest game was, was exciting into the wire. And then the Logan and Bear River game over in Garland was a Literally back and forth and back and forth. There was multiple kickoff returns for touchdowns, big plays, uh, a bunch of points scored in the fourth quarter, some controversy about a pass interference. But uh, right now, Ridgeline's number one. Green Canyon is at number three. Logan's at number four. Skyview drops to ninth in the RPI standings. Mountain Crest at 12, Bear River at 13. Uh, it's Ridgeline's to lose. I, like same story, different week, man. 
It's Ridge Lines to lose. And I thought, from what I had heard, I didn't see the game. Pretty impressive performance from the Ridgeline Riverhawks. No surprise. Kind of thought this would be a runaway from those guys. Different team with a great mentality, and they have the talent and the athletes, the offense, the defense, to just dump truck them. <laughs> uh, this week, it's uh, Green Canyon hosting Bear River. Logan hosting Skyview. It's the homecoming for Logan. Look, Logan's been one of the great stories of this year. Uh, not a lot of credit was given to Logan earlier. But, uh, man, they're right in there trying to battle for not only second in uh, Region 11, but um, that uh, game at the end of the year could show up to be a really big one when Logan hosts Ridgeline. But uh, also this week, Ridgeline does host Mountain Crest. Uh, No love lost between those schools over the last few years. But (laughs) this, uh, you, you look out, you throw out the records of the schools when these two teams play each other. They don't like each other. No, no, not at all. Yeah, like that's the thing with all rivalry games is you, <laughs> yeah, you throw it out as soon as uh, as soon as the rivalries meet. In fact, hey, by the way, speaking of which, I was having dinner with some guys in in Colorado. I didn't know this, and maybe you can help me. I don't know. Maybe you were too young to remember it too. We maybe we'll ask Al. But I think it was in '95. No, '94, '95, '96. BYU basketball was like. Went one in twenty-five that year. Do you know what their one win was? Yeah, their one victory was against Utah State. That sucks. Nice job, Larry Stacy. Attaboy. That, I don't think that was Larry. That was Larry. No, it was. Yeah, it was Larry. Was it? Yeah. Or was it Con Smith? No, it wasn't Con. It was Larry. Con was already gone before that. I don't think Larry ever had a year like that. I think we'll have to look at that. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I don't. I was not in the area. I was. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to look that up. I think it was. Uh, I think it was Larry. It was the coach, though. Uh, hey, a couple texts came in. I want to hit these. Three four nine eight. Wichita State has lost shine. They're solid, but don't move the needle. Expansion is driven by football. There aren't great options. What's me? There aren't great options out there for the Mountain West, and I don't think they'll try and grow. A lower program like North Dakota State. UTSA North Texas gets you into Texas with the minimal market share, but those additions are about uh, hoping they grow into something. Do you think either market could or either program could, North Texas or UTSA? Um, I mean, potential because it's in Texas and they those both universities seem committed to make investments to facilities and pay coaches. So, I mean, they're kind of on a trajectory, but I don't know. I'm still not, I'm not totally sure. Fair enough. Hmm. Uh, so, so I just, yeah. I was, yeah, I was looking at uh, the BYU stuff. Uh, yeah, no, I, but I, look, I went, I'm trying to go back and look at some of the uh, net rankings for Wichita State. Uh, Ooh, they've been a good found? basketball program. They were seventy in the mid seventies last year. They were in the low forties the year before that in the net rankings. So they've been a competitive basketball team. But the the real point here is: Do you get eyeballs? Can you sell a lot of tickets? And football is what drives the whole ship. And for you for the Mountain West to 
trying to replace what they potentially could be losing in Colorado State and Air Force, they need some institutions that bring football opportunities and potential eyeballs in medium in the significant media markets. UTSA, look, nobody knows about UTSA. Hardly anybody knows about North Texas. Now, SMU, that's a known program. I don't think SMU's going to jump, though. Tulsa's been around for a while. Tulsa might look at it. They might look at it. I think Tulsa thinks they're going to get a Big 12 invite, which no, I don't no. think is going to happen. Tulsa's not going yeah. to the Big 12. Yeah, I don't think they will. I think those invites go to Boise State and Memphis. Uh, I don't think SMU goes. I think they're okay where they're at. I think they're over, they're, they're content where they're at. Uh, 2603 Utah State with a big win. What a great game. What's the news on Air Force and CSU leaving? Yeah, there isn't any official news. It just reports that they are going. Those are the two <laughs> schools that seem to be uh, courting the AAC. You know what? That's great. They're your problem now, ACC or AAC. Have fun dealing with Air Force. I hope you enjoy that because you're going to hate life. <laughs> Look, I mean, Navy's there in the AAC. So I. I get that. I do, but they're still going to hate it. You imagine having to face two option teams every year? No, it's not that. Do you mean? Do you imagine having to deal with Howdy Duty? <laughs> that diva of a guy? That's like dealing with the Kardashians. It's a nightmare. Um, we do. We do need to talk Utah State football. A big, big win. You're 3-0. and Coach Anderson is one of two coaches to coach a new team and start 3-0 and this season. The other guy is... Uh, Oh, come on. What's his name? From South Alabama. Wo- uh, Womack. Uh, yeah, Kane Womack over there at South Alabama. Only two coaches at a new school to be 3-0 right now. Out of 18 coaches that start at new schools this year. Uh, you're, what, uh, 3-0 for the first time. And he's the first Aggie coach to do it is Blake Anderson in his first year at Utah State since some guy named Dick Romney. Uh, he's there. It's a three zero for the first time since what seventy three, I think, something to that effect. Just, I mean, and they're finding great ways to win. Like uh, three straight games where you're down double digits and then you rally to win. Now, is that the most healthy way to do it? Probably not, but it's working for these guys, and that's what I love about it. It's working for these guys. Yeah, and I love the. What um, hearing from Coach Anderson just talk about his guys and not no, just he loves them, not just what they're doing. He loves them in individual games, but just the overall attitude and just the the buy in and just the chemistry that they're building overall. You know, just come in and be us, transparent, wide open, door open, spend time with them on and off the field, make it very clear what our expectations were, be accountable on a daily basis, be selfless, be tough, put the team first. No egos in the building. That starts with me at head coach. Come in and be just down-to-earth person that cares about them. We hold them high. It's to high standards. We, we hold them accountable. We discipline. But we also love on them and care about them on a daily basis and and uh, hug their necks and spend time with them with, you know, really in areas that have nothing to do with football. We have tried to build a family here. And that's asking a lot of a lot of guys considering all that they've been through. But I think it's something that they wanted and they have bought into it and put just as much energy back into that. And you're seeing the effects of that on the field. We're pulling together when it gets tough. 
We're pulling uh, uh, together, lifting each other when it gets tough. And they have worked their tails off to be in good enough condition to play hard for 60 minutes. And I think there's a confidence level that comes with the ability to, to still run to the ball, play at a high energy level late. Uh, all of that is the culture and, and the kids deserve the credit for that. And the coaches for buying into that and being willing to give up their time and give up their themselves and not just coach X's and O's and go home every day. Eric, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go through the list. Be accountable. Love the kids. Care about them. Discipline them. Make them be accountable. Want to be around the kids on and off the field. Excited for them. And it starts with me at the top, quote unquote. Man, where the fetch was that last year? Now, granted, it was a short COVID season. Things were awry, way off. But boy, when you see that the way that these kids are being coached and you see the way this coaching staff interacts with the kids and the response from the kids to the coaches, it is a night and day difference from football last year. That wasn't even football last year. I don't know what that was last year. But you're seeing the way that these guys respond to the coaches and the way the coaches coach the kids, the way that the coaches teach with the kids, to work with the kids, to get on and off the field. And it is everything you could ask for and more. I love it. I, gosh dang, admire it. We're 3-0 because of a lot of different reasons in regards to players as well. But at the head of it all is Blake Anderson and his coaching staff. And that, that man needs to receive a lot of credit, Eric. A ton of Absolutely. Nine 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 five. Stop calling them kids. <laughs> okay. True. Uh, grown men. Men. Sorry. I that's true. Justin Rice is a grown man. You're not lying to me. Um But yeah, like they, they wanna be around these men wanna be around Coach Anderson and they, 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 they love the guy that he loves him back and, and you see it. It's it's awesome and it's such a refreshing breath or such a refreshing breath there. It's a fresh of breath there. Shut I up, totally Eric. Agree. Shut it. <laughs> Here's what Coach Anderson had to say about coaching this team. Oh, I love I love this group. I mean, anytime you get a group that plays as hard as they play, buys in the way they have, doesn't quit, doesn't get down, doesn't point fingers on the sideline when things don't go well, as resilient as they are, it, it's hard not to love to come to work. Uh, we get that attitude from them every day. Uh, practices are great. The environment in the building – uh, is truly a, a very tight-knit family group. When you consider how many guys we brought in here that were new, that does not that's not a guarantee that you get that. So the kids that were here before that have been through a lot have have done a phenomenal job of, of helping us create that culture. So I, I absolutely love coaching them. And this is what I get to, what we were seeing since December of last year when he was announced as a new hire. And then we saw it in the with the recruiting and we saw it in the spring ball. We saw it in the fall. Like There were great players here before. They just didn't have great direction. And when we saw this coaching staff here and their attitude and how it was infectious and how these players, like the lights came back on for them, like we knew that the three and a half Vegas line was, was laughable. The Aggies would only win three games this year. Like we all saw it like months ago that that was laughable because we knew not just the transfers that were coming in and how they were going to help fill in some holes, but we knew the players that were here were so excited to have this coaching staff here and to have fun playing football again. Yeah. 
Uh, really that, quick, go it ahead. doesn't always equal wins for every game, but it means you're going to be competitive. It means you're going to be going for it. You're going to have the drive to be in it to the very end, and that's definitely what they've displayed. And two of the wins that they have right now of those three are because of that very reason. Yeah. Yep. Not not quitting and not giving up. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a few texts that came through. Three six two says, "Get Air Force out of here." Then I don't have to feel the anxiety of wanting to punch Coach Calhoun in the face <laughs> while listening to the show. <laughs> I, oh. I think the actor athlete coach. <laughs> I missed your Friday Fight Fest. How did it go, man? Continue on. Oh my gosh, we did some digging and he had some doozies. Dude, I'm gonna listen to that. I missed that. I'm so angry. I missed it. Five eight seven nine USU football, freaking awesome. Rice icing the game with the forced fumble. Keaton esque play from Peasley. Aggressive play calling from staff. Too legit. And we talked about this, Eric. That fourth and three call on their own side of the field, and it's a shovel pass to Terrell. Yes. That's that's great. That's Kyle Cephalo, and that's Anthony Tucker. That's Chucky Keaton and Blake Anderson getting their heads together and say, hey, look, we got confidence in this offense. Let's go get it we done. We believe in our guys. Yep. Not kids. We believe in our guys. Yes, th- thank you. And right. um, we're going to let them make it happen. Uh, 2603 for Mountain West expansion. What about North Dakota State and or South Dakota State? Has Gonzaga ever entertained bringing on football? What if they start football and join the Mountain West Conference? I, I think they're pretty satisfied where they're at without football. I, I'm going to be honest. Uh, let's see. Uh, Mountain West expansion. How about North Dakota State? No. And or South Dakota State? No. Yeah, North Has Dakota Gonzaga ever entertained bringing on football? No. So North Dakota, North Dakota State is is very happy where they're at, being the cream of the crop in the FCS. They aren't budging. They aren't leaving. Don't plan on that. Uh, the South- Mountain West will not entertain. I I don't mean to speak for the conference. Nope. But in my opinion, the but- Mountain West will not entertain being the first landing spot for somebody coming out of FCS to FBS. They want established programs in established markets. Well, that's why I think UTSA and North Texas may be a little bit of a hard sell because they haven't been there very long. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by the way, that's not opinion. That's great fact because I've heard that from quite a few other people who are more close to the year or close to the tracks in regards to this whole uh, bonanza thing going on. Because it's fun to say, well, what about Montana? What about Weber State? What about these places that are untapped markets? Well, they're untapped markets for a reason. I mean, they're... Will they someday elevate to FBS level? Maybe. But Mountain West is not the, the home for them right now. Not if they want to be considered a a, a high-level group of five conference. Yeah, and I, I don't think they want to have to have to ra- – I don't think they want to raise a program from FCS to G5 level and say, okay, what can we do for you to get you to our level? I just – they don't have the time for that. They really don't. Because Boise State's leaving in three, four years just to go to the Big 12. So it's not, yeah. It's not right. Time you for you that. give automatic wins to everybody else on your schedule. But that's that's a tough. It's, it's not worth that's it. It's a long play. Yeah. And they're not interested in that long of a ramp. Not even not even close. Yeah. Uh, uh, Eric, I did want to talk a little bit about the Utah State football game for our listeners who might have missed it in the first hour. Um, just things that stood out to me again, the grit, the guttiness, uh, of on the offensive side, look, you lose Logan Bonner to a cheap shot and you get Andrew Peasley coming in bare cold nearly. And he comes in there and performs probably the game of his life. Uh, 
I have to go look at his numbers again. Uh, but he was kind of surprised he was an offensive player of the week. I'm not going to lie to you for him coming in. 10 of 15 for 195, three touchdowns, no interceptions, and one sack. Um, just he also rushed it five times for 34 yards. Really, really good. Devin Tompkins, Brandon Bowling were phenomenal. They combined for 18 catches and over 300 yards uh, on the receiving end of things. That was that was phenomenal football from those two guys. Calvin Tyler Jr., over 100 yards, high in carries and yards for him. He was good. Offensively, they were special. And, again, that's that's why the, the coaching staff on the offensive side of the ball, with Blake Anderson included, had confidence to go for it on fourth down and three on their own side of the field. Um, and A little bit of a controversy as to why he went for an onside kick at the time in the game that yeah. he did. And uh, he kind of explained some of the rationale behind yeah. that decision today. Premium, you know, uh, possessions are, are a premium when you play them. They're going to run the clock. They had the ball for 43 minutes. We had it for 16 and a half. So we did not win the possession battle. We, we won the points battle. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters. We saw a schematic advantage in how they played their kick return team. We did not execute the ball well. It was not a well-kicked ball. It should have been wider out on the edges where we had a numbers and a space advantage. We just didn't execute it well. It was strategic in the fact that we we knew we had to try to steal a possession, and that was the best place to try to do so. Uh, and, and we just didn't execute it well. Defense did a great job of not allowing points, uh, a touchdown on that drive. So, you know, they knew going in it was going to potentially – it was kind of a 50-50 ball. Uh, it, was a, it was a risk we were willing to take. Didn't come out of the way, and they, they did a great job of bailing us out and not allowing a touchdown on that drive. So in terms of fourth down, some of that was the same. Uh, you, you can't waste possessions. We, we were aggressive again, but calculated in those areas. Uh, none of them, I thought, were very tough decisions. They were really what I felt like had to be done at the time. Uh, none bigger than the last one there that was fourth and four or five that we were able to convert. If we gave the ball back to them, we might not see it again. The clock might just bleed out. And we had to make a play in that particular area to win the game, and, and luckily we were able to do that. You know, the onside kick I was not thrilled about. I'm not going to lie to you. I was like, what? Why? I mean, because we knew he was going to get a little bit trickery, right? Like, he knew he was going to try and steal some possessions. But just not not the call, not well, the Well, I mean, the offense was moving okay. They just scored. Yeah. And they were able to But I get it. Move. You're trying to steal some more. You keep some of the momentum but I get and steal it. it. And, and I do. Just maybe not in the first half. Yeah, it seemed a little <laughs> early. But, again. That, I mean, it caught us all off guard. Yeah. Except for the recovery team. <laughs> uh, da, 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 2000. Let's see. This is from one six two nine texting into the show. 2021 USU football versus the 2020 USU football. 2021 excited about what they might do every week. 2020 worried about what they might do every week. <laughs> huge, huge change. Great text. Love it. Yes. Uh, yeah. True. And, and you're spot on. You're right. You know, it, you look. You get eager for this Saturday. You get eager next for next Friday. Last year you didn't see any of that, and uh, and and it showed on the field, unfortunately. Uh, Coach, uh, well, we have some more comments from Coach uh, Blake Anderson. We'll take a quick time out here in the Full Court Press. Uh, recap again some of his comments from the weekend. Let's continue to get your thoughts as well, 435-339-0321. Or call in. Let's get your comments about the game over the weekend, 435-752-1069 for the studio line. 
Crystal Vision is honored to be voted the gold medalist in Best of Northern Utah for optometrist and eye doctor. Thank you for your votes and trust in their business. To celebrate this award, they're offering a 20% off sale on their frames and lenses. Crystal Vision carries frames and lenses for your unique style and budget. Take in your current prescription and let Crystal Vision fit you into a new look. Let this be the year your glasses feel like they were made for you. Crystal Vision on 14th North or online at crystalvision.com. If you're a business, hiring seems to be a concern now and in the future. Plan on attending the Cache Valley Media Group's job fair Thursday, September 23rd at Castle Manor in Hyde Park from 11 to 6. By attending the job fair, you can talk with hundreds of potential employees looking for work or changing careers. Call 752-1390. That's 752-1390. Or go to cashvalleydaily.com to get involved in the Thursday, September 23rd job fair at Castle Manor in Hyde Park. Presented by the Cache Valley Media Group. We all have items in our homes that can be recycled. Old aluminum cans, aluminum siding, car batteries, electrical cords, plumbing fixtures, and dozens of other things. Did you know if Americans recycled just one-tenth of their newspapers, it would save 25 million trees this year? Recycling is easy at Valley Recycling. Take in your metals, even if you're not sure what they are. They'll take what they can and pay you for it. Valley Recycling pays cash for old cars and other scrap metal. That's why they say when you go green, you get green at Valley Recycling. 145 North 10th West in Logan. I'm here with Jay Broadbent from Alpine Home Medical. Jay, I hear your ads for CPAP resupply all the time. What do I need to do to just get that taken care of? It's easy. We can set up your CPAP resupply within a few minutes. We'll work out all the insurance for you, and then we'll start mailing the supplies straight to your door. You can even chat with a CPAP specialist online. Just visit us at alpinehomemedical.com. We'll have you sleeping better in no time. Alpine Home Medical, we bring this is Dave Simmons for Les Olson Company. Every great team knows that you have to train to stay on top of your game. Even top players continue to practice the fundamentals. That's why Les Olson Company offers free IT security awareness training so your business can stop threats before they become a problem. Learn what to do in case of a suspected phishing attack. Don't take risks. Take action with the Les Olson Security Suite. Get your free network assessment at lesolson.com. It's the Full Court Press, weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. (laughs) (laughs) You aren't going to... I feel bad for him. Eric France and Andre Salves are near the Full Court Press. He's just looking to succeed. In life, and he wants something. Uh, Eric, a few. He reminds me of a young someone I want. Oh, dude, look, that kid's had lunch with the superintendent. He is, he's going places. (laughs) Was it who I was thinking? (laughs) (laughs) Seven nine nine four text into the show. Uh, How about considering any football team west of the Mississippi that beats a Mountain West school in a bowl game in the last three years for an invitation to the conference? Um. Considering, would that be Kent State? Wait, west of the Mississippi. Sorry, wrong side. That's beat a Mountain West school in a bull game in the last three years for an invitation. Help me, Eric. My memory is really bad these days, dude. Uh, Lost to Kent State, beat North Texas. Who we lose to the year before that, though? New Mexico State? New Mexico? Mountain West school in a bull game in the last three years. Oh. Who's that? Not just I don't know. Um, 
West of the Mississippi. Will you help us, seven nine nine four? Sorry, my mind's a little bit slippery We're today. Apparently, a little slow on the. I draw apologize. Today. Yeah, like let us know what school you're thinking about. That's seven eight I, five. I love four. the riddle though. Meanwhile, I like the onside kick call. The time to do it is when you least expect it, and that was it. Like Coach said, they just didn't execute. Okay. I agree. I mean, nobody saw it coming except for the recovery team, and they yeah. got it perfectly. <laughs> that went south. Not why well, I didn't go south, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, it ended up not hurting them, thank goodness. But look, this is – look, I was critical of the defense to start the show. But it was the offense that did more than enough to overcome what they gave up. And this was an offense that, man, they put points on the board. It was a track meet. Big play after big play for stretches of this game. And uh, Coach Anderson, really happy with his team and how they're able to get points uh, on the road in conference play. Yeah, it's huge, huge. You know, yards are great, stats are great, but they'll lie to you. What matters is points. And touchdowns specifically, we talk to the defense. We don't care about how many yards they give up, just make people kick the ball. And offensively, we don't care how many yards we get. We just got to punch it in the end zone. And the formula paid in our favor. We gave up a lot of points. We gave up a lot of yards this week. Offense, they matched and got the ball in the end zone. We got the stops when we needed too late, and our, our offense was able to put it in. So it is a group effort. Uh, it is a group effort, and, and we have made some progress, obviously, in the first three weeks. Of, of being a little bit better down in the tight areas. We were able to punch it in uh, using all the weapons that we got, whether it be run or throw. So it's something that we're going to have to consistently be good at, you know, as we move forward. And the challenge is what happens when you got 22 people in a very confined space? Can you, can you get it in the end zone? We did that this week. We got to keep doing that. They sure did. Man, that offense is humming. And even when there was a switch, a change at the quarterback, give Peasley a lot of credit for how he prepared. And this coaching staff, too, I mean, they they made it clear to him, look, be ready. There will be some times where we will use Andrew Peasley in certain packages. And uh, came in, there was a series where the passes weren't quite on point, but he fixed it. He got it addressed, and uh, the team looked really good offensively. Uh, I, I wanted to, I really, I probably should still. I need, I will do this. I will go back through the post-game press conference with Coach Anderson and how many different times or ways he used improv or improvisation in describing Andrew Peasley and yeah. how he helps the team offensively because of his unique skill set. Yeah, for him to be able to scramble out of the pocket, there was, I think there was one time where he was he probably got out of the pocket a little bit too early when he was in the end zone, his own end zone, threw it away on third and long. Um, but, yeah, you're. I mean, the way... I think there was like a third and six. He scrambles for nine. He just finds a way, anything that it takes to get a first down. The kid is the one, the throw that he had off balance to, uh, was a bowling that caught it, I think, that was wide open and caught it and ran for a touchdown, rolling to his right, throwing off balance and wide open. Guys coming after him. Yeah, guys coming. In his face. And and still being able to make the throw. Like just stuff like that is unreal. That's stuff that Bonner couldn't do. What Bonner can do is stand inside of a pocket with the heat coming right at his face, make the throw. Right. He's a straight gunslinger. Yeah. Like, he's he's spraying bullets all over the field. Yeah. Uh, and this is a Coach Blake Anderson talking about both his quarterbacks and what they're doing for his team. Well, yeah, they deal with them differently. You know, Bonner tends to slide in the pocket and stay in longer and deliver the ball. And, and Peasley is, is obviously really comfortable using his feet. And you can see when he does, it creates – 
creates big plays. So there's benefits to both. Um, they were built well up front. They, they moved well up front, got to us. Uh, we're not giving up sacks, but we, but we are, you know, there's going to be some pressures and some times that we're getting bumped up, but that's Logan is that guy. He is, he has always stood in the pocket to the, you know, to the bitter end and, and delivered the ball and tried to distribute the ball. And he does that really, really well. Um, you know, you got to give them credit. They're, they're built well and did a good job up front of, of creating movements and getting to us. Uh, but um, we, we, we made it really clear. Peasley's going to be involved. He, he had to be more involved than maybe we expected because of the injury to, to Logan. But, man, I could not be more proud of how he came in and played. Uh, we don't win that game if he doesn't come in prepared and play at a high level. He did both. He threw the ball well. He ran the ball well. He, he extended plays, did all the things that we knew he could do. But, uh, you know, and Bonner played exactly the way we expect him to play early before the injury. They both bring value and they both bring things that you have to defend. Uh, I'm proud of the O-line. I think we can continue to get better. We were a little beat up. We were without some guys as we get healthier and as they play together more and more in this system. I think they'll only get better. They're going to need to be this week because, I mean, these guys can play. These guys are good up front. They're going to test us and we're going to have to, we're going to have to be sound. Uh, five eight seven nine. Eric, leaning on to that, uh, ask. Okay, so is Boise State game a must win as far as path to the championship, or is there a tiebreaker that might help us? How do we beat the donkeys? Let me start the first part. Here is the good news: if you lose to Boise State this week, guess what? Boise State still got Nevada, Fresno State, and San Diego State. One of those two, actually two of those three, are on the road. Fresno State and San Diego State. That's brutal, and that's after BYU. Uh, they're nowhere even near out of the woods yet. Not even close after no. they play us. Meanwhile, the Utah State Aggies got New Mexico, Hawaii, Colorado, Wyoming, and New Mexico. There's a difference in those two schedules. One doesn't look like the other. So, look, even if we do, if we were to fall in this game, Utah State's going to be okay. I don't think uh, Boise State gets out of here scot-free. How do we beat the Donks? We'll get to that on Wednesday. Yeah, I mean, San Jose State still stands in the way of USU. They're a good football team, but... That's uh, it, Eric. The rest of the conference schedule is favorable for Utah State, whereas it's really challenging for Boise State. Three, four, nine, eight. who are your current Mountain West Conference Championship game picks? Is there Aggie faith? You betcha there is. I think we beat Boise State this week. I like, and I really do think... It's going to be Utah State and Nevada on the other side in the, in the Mountain West Conference Championship. Really? You still think this is Nevada? I Ahead do. of Fresno or San Diego? It's going to be a dogfight at the top. Or San Jose? Yeah, look. I, I mean, mean, those are four teams. You're either right. one look, of them every could team be there. is good on that side of the division. I get it, but only one of those teams can come out of it. And I think Nevada ends up getting a break, whether they end up beating one of those teams or a couple of those teams fall to someone else or even it's a tiebreaker. I think Nevada comes out on top. I could be wrong, but if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But there's four good teams there, and I think Nevada's it. I think I think Fresno probably comes out of the West, and um, boy, Utah State's showing their every have every right to be in that what the Mountain Division title. Uh, Give me a anybody. reason why you don't think they should, or you would they would be there right now. Give me one reason why you don't think they would be there. Well, Boise State, even though they stumbled against uh, UCF and Oklahoma State, they they were in positions to win both of those games and should have won both of those games. It's still a tough team, and until they Utah State beats them, it's Boise's to lose. Fair enough. So until that game happens, I'm still going to lean Boise's way. It's just history tells me that's what we should do. We're beating Boise. I like our chances. All right, we've got to take another time out here in the full court press. We want to come back some additional thoughts to wrap up the show. We didn't say anything about a really exciting NFL weekend. The primetime games have been 
phenomenal so from the good. NFL. Will we get another treat tonight? We'll find out coming up next in the Full Court Press. In this competitive job market, TTM Technologies is proud to be leading the way by increasing their starting wages to 17 to 20 70 per hour depending on position and shift. That's right, 17 to 20 70 per hour and potentially more depending on position and applicable work experience. TTM Technologies is searching for career-minded candidates to fill multiple positions for day, swing, overnight, and weekend shifts. Open positions include production associates, machine operators, maintenance technicians, technical positions, wastewater treatment technicians, manufacturing planners, and accounting. Go to careers.ttmtech.com to learn more about our open positions. Employees of TTM Technologies enjoy incredible health benefits and cash incentives. In just your first year of employment, you're eligible for three weeks paid time off. After six months of employment, you're eligible for tuition reimbursement for full and part-time employees. You're also eligible immediately for health insurance, 401k, paid life, and short-term disability, plus quarterly and annual bonuses and much more. Go to careers.ttmtech.com to apply. TTM Technologies is an equal opportunity employer. The fall savings event at Fisher Home Furnishings is a sale on top of a sale. Here's how it works. Pick out the name brand furniture, mattresses, floor coverings, and appliances you want. Then take $100 off the already sale price for every $500 you spend. Take an additional $200 off already sale prices when you spend $1,000. Fisher's fall savings event saves you money on the best brand names like Serta, iComfort, Bassett, Lazy Boy, FlexSteel, Lexington, and Bernhardt. Save $100 off the already sale price of every $500 you spend at Fisher Home Furnishings fall savings event. And shop anytime online at Fisher hf.com it doesn't matter who you root for the full court press has all the high school sports covered the full court press connect with us on facebook twitter and online at 1069thefan.com aj some of these primetime games i shouldn't say some of them every primetime game in the nfl so far this season has been has gone to the wire yeah hey it's been electric before we get, can I just take a sidebar note really quickly? Just briefly, please. Today is National Equipment Manager Day, and Utah State football has some great equipment managers. I just want to give them a very awesome shout-out and wish them a happy Equipment Manager Day. As a former equipment manager myself, an all-state manager in 2001, Eric, as a sophomore, uh, Ryan Bohm's senior year, by the way, <laughs> I know what it takes to have to be a great manager. And they've got like six of them. They got this uh, the Elsie ki- uh, girl who's wonderful, really good at her job. Like she's she's awesome. They got Bo Bates who's leading that crew. Uh, they've got the Easton guy who's uh, he's got a great hair, but he's just always fun and energetic. Just great people and a great, <laughs> great crew hair. who work hard. Good. They do all. Stop it. And who work so hard behind the scenes to get no love, no credit. Um, and that's they're okay with that. But I want to wish that wonderful crew up there. A happy National Equipment Manager Day. They deserve it. Yeah, good call. Good call. I uh, want to get quickly back to our uh, Gil Morgus text line, actually. Mm. 7854. All I know is there are no bubble screens. That in and itself is a win. Could you imagine third and five? Hey, let's throw it three yards behind the line of scrimmaging and tackle two yards less more. <laughs> That's right. wonderful. Uh, three, four, nine, eight. If it's Fresno versus USU, first to 50? Yeah, probably. Two high-powered offenses going on right now. A zero zero three. Hey, AJ and other guy. I got to listen <laughs> a little longer today. Great show. What am I missing? I have no name. I'm just the other guy. Hey, you're Eric France in the Hall of Famer <laughs> yeah. and Vice President of Radio Operations. Yeah, let's just throw everything at me. <laughs> Eric, uh, last night, Baltimore, Kansas City, saucy, so good. Look, the Thursday night game was great. Down to the wire. Yeah. Uh, the the Sunday night game, as you mentioned. 
exciting down to the wire. Oh, Last man. week it was the same story. Are we going to see an, an electric game tonight between the Lions and the Packers? No. Probably not. But Jordan Love's going to come in because Aaron Rodgers sucks so bad. And he's, uh, dude, that guy's Rodgers kind of gets a little more dialed in for this one. Really? I don't I think, think he, he just, was ready. He doesn't care. Uh, he, he doesn't care, Eric. I think he does care. That's about his legacy. It's about his legacy. That's tough to say. But we had a number of games go down to the wire and were close finishes uh, in the NFL last night uh, and throughout the day yesterday. Cardinals over the Vikings, thirty-four oh, to thirty-three. Yes. Hey, how Cowboys about, over the Chargers, twenty to seventeen. My Patriots, four interceptions on uh, the uh, future Jim McMahon of football. <laughs> Titans over the Seahawks in overtime. That game never should have gone to overtime. No, no, shouldn't have. How about Bobby Wagner, though? Just a beast. Yes, he was a beast. 20 tackles oh, for the former Aggie <laughs> linebacker. So crazy to me. Incredible. Rams over the Colts, 27-24. to 24. Uh, Bears beat the Bengals, 20-17. to 17. A lot of really close and fun and exciting love it. games. Love in the it. NFL. We'll cap it off tonight. Off to a great start. Uh, that's going to do it for us tonight here on the show. Tomorrow, we'll get into the stat that blew our minds, or... We'll designate a player of the week. More about Utah State and Boise State. Uh, so uh, if, any more news about Colorado State and Air Force potentially leaving or not? So we'll we'll try to sift through it Please all and go. make the more leave. sense of it and to how it affects Utah State. That's going to do it for us tonight, everybody. Have a great night. We'll see you back here again tomorrow.